Welcome back to Zachary Reality. I am your host, Zachary Reality. And the crowd goes wild. No, that's basic. Um, to be completely honest with you guys, right off the bat, I am recording this intro for the second time, which is something that I've never done before. Um, usually I just like record my intros and I'm just like, whatever, because the most of the podcast is mainly focused on my interviews ever. But I kind of want to like say hello, like in the intro for a second and let you guys know that like, hi, like miss you, love you, need you, breathe you. Um, it's almost like my first episode when I just talked about myself and just talked about the podcast for the first like 50 minutes, um, my first episode, because I just did myself. But like the past two episodes, I've had guests on and I honestly only plan on having guests on like here on out. Like I'm sure I'll do a couple episodes by myself or like part of the episode by myself. I have no idea, but I'm definitely keeping guests on each week and um, which kind of like minimizes the amount of time that I'm talking by myself with just me and you. So I really just want to say hello and that this is my second time recording this because I want to make sure that like I'm truly like saying hello and like talking to you directly, whether you're watching, listening, whatever. Hi, like love you, live you, breathe you, miss you. Okay, whatevs. So I have my friend Nicole Moore on today. She is a celebrity love coach. She is a founder of her own program, The Love Works Method. She has a podcast. She has a YouTube. You know, she basically does love coaching. She started off as a life coach and then became a love coach. And she's kind of worked her magic to become a celebrity love coach, which is so cool because I'm obsessed with celebrities and you probably are too, if you're watching this. And she actually focuses a lot in reality TV um, celebrities. Cause I don't know, do you guys consider reality stars celebrities? Cause like I do, and then I don't, um, but I still like idolize reality stars. I mean, I am a future reality star. I mean, Nicole will definitely get into that in this podcast. Um, but Nicole has a lot of reality stars on her podcast and I'm going to leave all her links down below so you guys can check her out, but you guys are going to love hearing about her. We talk a lot about what it's like being a celebrity love coach and some advice, um, she has to singles and like, you know, the people that come to her with the, with her, with their, with their, with their, oh my gosh, with their problems. Like I'm not recording this for a third time. So this introduction better cut it for you guys. And we also talk about reality TV couples like the bachelor and some of the housewives. And, um, I literally asked Nicole. I'm like, which real housewife would you want to love coach? And you're going to have to listen to know her answer because I'm telling you it's a good one. So I'm going to play the interview with Nicole and we'll touch base at the end of the podcast. You're a celebrity love coach. You're the founder of the love works method. Now, one thing that I found interesting about you is that you actually started off as a life coach mm -hmm. or becoming a love coach. So can you talk to me a little bit about, and for the people listening, how that transition kind of happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was working in PR. I did I worked as a publicist for five years and then I decided to quit that and go figure out what I wanted to do. And I decided to go get certified as a life coach. And then I just, you know, learned like life coaching. And then, you know, I had pro bono clients and like the, all the people that came to me in the beginning, they just wanted to talk about love, like exclusively. So when you're trained as a life coach, they're like, do the wheel of life thingy. Look uh -huh. at all the different areas, whatever. Not disparaging life coaches, but, but, um, I mean, I knew I didn't want to do that. Like that felt too, like, okay, I have to like focus on all the areas of their life, but like, what if they don't want to talk about that? So everyone coming my way wanted to talk about love exclusively. And so and I was in a relationship at the time. I thought he was my soulmate. He was not, he was emotionally abusive, narcissist and cheater, but like, I kind of wanted to spread love. Like at the end of the day, I started this business because I wanted to spread self-love. I wanted to help people feel better about themselves. Like that was the impetus. And so it was very natural to go in the area of love and relationships, but 
that's like the area, I mean, from my childhood where I struggled, I didn't feel loved. My parents didn't say, I love you. I mean, I always kind of had that leaning towards love and relationships. And like, it's funny, I comment on body language a lot for like celebs or the bachelor or whatever. And my sister's like, yeah, I was always doing that. Like I was always when I was a kid looking at body language of couples like I've always been very interested in this area but it's like I was interested life moved me I thought I had the right relationship that didn't work out but it's like Mm. you know when you're in love you want to spread love (laughs) so and now you feel like you're in your now you feel like you're in your right place like you found your calling and you're just kind of coaching a lot of different um, celebrities and reality stars and just clients of yours and making awesome content to just kind of inspire people to fall in love with themselves before that they can fall in love with someone else. And that's something that I've truly learned as I'm going through the stages of adulting. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel like I need to feel so comfortable and confident in myself before I'm ready to open up my heart to be with someone else. And that even goes with friends too. I feel like I can't, I haven't been able to find genuine friendships until the past couple of years because I've been so genuine with myself for the first time ever because I wasn't when I was growing up that now I'm able to find those genuine friendships and maybe a future love interest one day soon. (laughs) But it really is, you know, your main message on all your platforms is finding love within yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I always like to tell people like healed enough, like loved because sometimes people, a small percentage of people will use it and they'll be like, I have to be perfect at loving myself. And like, that's um, not true either. But I always tell my clients, it's like, you can be a bitch 10% of the time. You can be crazy 10% of the time. You can yell at your boyfriend 10% of the time or whatever it is. Right? Like, we're not looking for perfection, but I don't, for me, like when I was like, quote, let's say not loving myself, having a very little amount of love, I was in bad relationships. I mean, the, the guys that I was dating, I like literally, I'm like, why did I even think that that was something that I wanted? But I was just like, grasping at these mediocre and or damaging men to like give me something and I didn't have it within so I think if we don't have that love within it can be really difficult to like get it or receive it like we either attract the people that they think we think they're going to give it to us at the beginning and then they don't or we attract them and then we sabotage so it's kind of like can you find love if you don't love yourself yes lots of people find love all the time but it's not like the highest quality relationship let's say yeah, it's honestly all in the mind. I, what I kind of hear you saying, it's like all your subconscious thoughts and feelings. I guess like my question is, how do we not be anxious? I feel like this generation is so full yeah. of anxiety and depression, anxiousness. I think social media has kind of perpetuated that. How do we just kind of go with the flow and learn to be more chill and let things Well, happen? some people have anxious attachment style. If you haven't read the book Attached, I would read it. I always forget the author, but the book is called Attached. And it's about attachment style. So some people are anxious attachment. Some people are secure, which is like normal. And some people are avoidant. 90% of my clients are anxious. So if the guy's not calling you back, you're having a freak out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like <laughs> freaking so, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have an anxious attachment style, like on a certain level, some of that anxiety, like let's say it's not your fault, like you're kind of pre-programmed to be that way. Like I don't feel anxious in relationships as much anymore, but like sometimes if my son, like I don't feel, I don't feel calm until my nanny brings my son home at the end of the day. Like I'm very aware that like I'm still, I could probably work on it, you know, but like, so it'll like, you'll still kind of have a little bit of anxiety, but the thing in relationships that makes people anxious most of the time is like 
they don't trust the end. They don't trust that they're going to find that person. So it's like, if you're dating Bob today and you really like him and he's pulling away and you think on some subconscious level that he's your only chance, Mm -hmm. you're going to feel anxious. And that comes from childhood. Like when we're kids, like your mom or your dad or whoever's there, they're kind of like the only game in town. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so we're programmed that way, right? Like, let me try and get Uh as much love as I can from these people. And they're the only people. And like, most people don't have as much love as possible. But as an adult, you have to remember, like, I think so many people feel like this, like, I don't know, love life is up to like the the God smiling upon you, something outside of you. Yeah. You have so much control and like, you can't control what Bob's going to do most of the time. Right. Like I'm just using Bob as a stand-in, but screw Bob. Yeah. You can ultimately get there. Like, I think so many people think they're not going to get there and that's where the anxiety is coming from. And it's like, it's really, to me, it's so impractical to think like you're going to go your whole life and not find love. Like Mm -hmm. at someone who's in their twenties, for instance, like it just seems (laughs) silly to me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, do you have most of your clients, are they divorced? Like, do, are they child of divorce or are they kind of like uh, child of happy marriages or is it all mixed? No, I mean, most of them are not happy marriages, but I do, I will say I have a small subset of clients where they're like, my parents were so perfect and it fucks them up in another way. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, um, a lot of my clients have had their dad or someone abandoned them. Somebody left fighting, weren't in the right relationship. I mean, that's kind of like that. That's probably where the heaviness that you're talking about, because like, for me, I have to talk about that stuff in my, in in order to make a shift, you know? And so, yeah, yeah, not everybody had the best childhood, at least the people that come to me for sure. So the majority of your clients are kind of coming damaged and they're coming with the intention to find confidence in themselves or just find self-love, or are they just kind of help coming to you to help them guide them to find their other half or their soulmate? They want to find the other person. Um, I will say now, like most of the people, even like the celebs that I work with, like they have to have awareness of like there's stuff within me. When I first started, it was literally like pulling teeth because it was like no self-awareness, you know? But um, yeah, most people are like, I, it's not working in my love life. I haven't found somebody I need help or my relationship isn't working. I'm not getting what I want or they're unhappy and like I need help. Most people are coming when they're like, I can't get past this on my own. I need help for sure. So I'm like not really dating right now, but I'm kind of wondering, like, do you like if you're looking for love, are you supposed to like actively look or are you supposed to kind of just like wait for that to come to you? And I think a lot of people would wonder that, too. Are you supposed to go on the apps? Are you supposed to tell your friends to introduce you or like how much of the time is it supposed to just happen organically? So here's what I will say. You want to look at yourself and you want to ask, okay, like, what do I actually believe about love? What do I actually believe about myself? And if that were to be if a person were to come to me that were to mirror that, would I like it or not? <laughs> and most people like they wouldn't like it. Right. Like you, uh, so, so it's not that you can't date. I think dating is smart because it's going to give you feedback, right? There's times to be single and work on yourself too. But like, listen, if you go out on a date and you out on five dates with guys and they all are doing the same thing, it's going to give you feedback. So sometimes like, I think people are like single but they're not doing the work on themselves and they're just avoiding it. Sometimes you're doing the work on yourself. Like only you can know, like there's no one right formula. I think that on a certain level, like love can just come into your life. But most of the time when people say that, they mean that they were doing work on themselves and they got to this place of knowing they were worthy. And then that person came in. At least that's what I've seen, you know? 
But you can, again, you can meet someone at any point in time. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to meet somebody really great and have a really great relationship, that's different. Like, you know what I mean? Like that sometimes takes some work. Yeah, that's true. And it's also just so hard to meet people right now during the pandemic. So I feel like the only way to go on dates is to go on the apps, which I feel like is so just like you're forcing that it just doesn't come natural like I want to meet someone with friends too I just want it to come natural like I don't want to go on Bumble BFF to find my new best friend I want to meet my friend at a coffee shop or through another friend or at a party and just have it like a natural connection yeah I mean dating apps are pretty much the only way right now I mean things are starting to open up a little bit thank god um so listen if you're really like the kind of person that's like I hate dating apps I'll never go on them then now is your time to just kind of like go within journal like look at okay when stuff opens up again I want to be the most confident version of myself I want to walk in there feeling like any guy's lucky to be with me and like I have my pick like you can work on all that stuff now you can like boost yourself now I found my husband on tinder I mean I don't have a (laughs) issue with online dating apps I think that like it's hard to go on an online dating app and like you see a bunch of what you don't want like that's really difficult but Mm. there's also good on there too if you know how to look it's really like what's your tolerance level (laughs) for like sifting but I also feel like for people going on online dating apps they should lower their standards a little bit and just go out with someone this is what I do that seems like they won't kill you like someone (laughs) that is like at least a six out of ten like won't kill you it does not hurt to go on the date like I recently went on a practice date um, a few weeks ago with this guy. I had no interest in him, but I was like, all right, well, I might as well just put myself out there. Like, why not? Like, I'm not going for literally anything else than other than conversation. So um, let me tell you about my date and you can tell me. Okay. He was about 20 years older than me. Um, He wanted to go to a diner, a diner. And I was like, "Um, okay. So I met him at Like, is it his favorite diner or is it just- Yeah, he kind of said that he wanted to make sure that he could hear me. Okay. Because I was kind of telling him that I wanted to go to a place like more like lively because like Mm -hmm. I'm in my 20s. He wanted to go to a diner so he can hear me. So this is when I already knew we had a problem because I don't mind dating a guy in their 40s, but I feel like you need to have like a younger vibe. If you're going to be in your 40s and act like a grandpa, then you're basically like whatever. So, (laughs) and there was no alcohol at this diner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he doesn't drink and sober? He, okay and he gave me the side eye when I ordered a drink really first, yeah first I was like is there wine there was no wine I was like can I have a beer and then they're like we don't have beer I was like do you have any alcohol and like this guy now thinks I'm like a drunk no I yeah. just want to drink because we're on a date <laughs> like whatever so we end up sitting down we had like conversation he was very just like foreign to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like but we were able to carry a conversation because that's what adults do. We can just make up conversations. I didn't end up ordering any food because I'm the type of person where I don't feel comfortable eating in front of just anyone. Mm-hmm. Especially, and I also didn't want to feel stuck on the date. Yeah. So, and there was no drink to kind of ease the anxiety. So I'm just like sitting there, like whatever. I, I, we were able to talk for about an hour and then I kind of like pulled the, the deuce. Guess what he ordered, by the way? He got tea. Really? Interesting. Hot so tea. he did food either. He's what? He didn't get food either. Well, he didn't want to eat without me. Oh, okay. Hmm. And then I, so, and that happened about three weeks ago. So now I'm like, I don't want to go on another date. Like, it's like, I want to put myself out there and try and go on dates with different people. But then it's just like, it just doesn't always work out well. So, okay. What, 
this is what people do. They'll go on one day and it'll be crappy. And then they'll be like, I don't want to go on anymore as if they're all going to be the same. You know what I mean? But they're not all going to be the same. But I think each day is an opportunity to look at what you want differently. So if we were to say, okay, Zach, okay, we didn't like, what did we not like about him? And what do you want more? What did this date show you that you need more of? I need someone that's just like, not just not like a younger mind, like someone who just matches my, someone who's just, I have more in common with. Okay, so what would it feel like if you were at a lively place? Like I saw you went to pump. I saw on your Instagram story you went to pump, right? Hell so let's yeah. say you're at pump and you're with that whoever, even if he's in his 40s, he has a lively energy. You yeah, sit down, he's like, what, 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 what kind of drink do you want? And you just have a great time. How would that feel? Amazing. That would be like a vibe. I would feel like I'm going out with someone that I'm actually enjoying spending time with, less of a chore. So keep feeling that feeling, keep feeling that feeling, keep feeling that feeling. Doesn't that feel good? Keep feeling that feeling. Yes. Now this is what people do. They don't get to that because they're like, that one was crap. So let me block myself from this. Instead of saying that crappy day was just to get me to focus on this feeling. So if you focus on this feeling, if you start walking around for like a week and you're like, I'm going to have this date soon. I'm manifesting this date soon. It's happening soon. It will come to you. It will come to you eventually. And then you'll be like, oh my God, wait a minute. Maybe it'll be at like, I know sir's like close. Maybe it'll, it'll be like oh, something stars open. Stars open. Is it open? Which one yeah. closed? Um, Tom Tom is closed. Okay. But it'll be something similar, right? Like it might not be exactly pump, but it'll be something similar and you'll have that experience. So my question to you, Zach, is are you willing to just hang out with this feeling, stay with this feeling, be excited that this is coming and let that bad date not be something that stops you, but just be something that pointed you to, to this. And then it's not a waste of time. Then even that dude is helping you move forward, which is what I always say. Like no date is a waste of time if you know yeah. how to use it. So now you just stay in this place, but most people, they don't do that. Right. So, so much of the work that I do with like women or men, it's like just moving their emotions, like (laughs) just moving their emotions to be in one particular place because dating, it will take you to the not great place. Like that's the default. It will. It's hard. It's hard. (laughs) So we just have to move it back. So you stay in this place. That's my job all the time. Let's stay in this place. Let's feel this way. Let's be in this place. And then until you get the next thing. So then you get that date. Now that date might be the love of your life where you might be like, oh, I got the date and I got this, but oh, wait, like I didn't like this about him. That's okay. Don't go down the drain of like, it's never going to work out for me. Yeah. Okay. So it's getting better. It's getting, your love life should most of the time feel like it's like momentum is gathering. It's getting better. It's getting better. It's like kind of like how sometimes people feel that way with their career, right? It's like, I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm not cast on the reality show yet, but meeting with casting directors and it's happening and I know it's coming. It's like that kind of vibe should be the feeling of your love life. But most people are like, this date wasn't what I wanted. And they stop (laughs) instead of being that rolling vibe. It's like a lot to focus on between like dating life, balancing your friendships, family, like finances, and then your job and then yourself. So it's like, you kind of, I just feel like you need to, or especially for people in their twenties, or people who are coming to you, or it really doesn't matter the age, but I just feel like you need to kind of focus on, you can't, it's hard to focus on everything all at once to give your energy to everything all at once. So for me, I'm just kind of focusing on the things that are more important to me and dating has just kind of come on the back burner. So then I'm kind of using, and that excuse as that was the last date wasn't good. is just like, all right, I'm just going to wait a few more months. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't have a deadline, if you're not like a 39 year old woman who needs to get married to have yeah. kids, like it's okay. Like yeah. you can, you can do that. You know I mean? Like you have, you have all the time in the world. And sometimes that happens where people are like, something happens in their life. And then they're like, okay, now's the time to focus on love. Mm-hmm. Perfect. You know? Okay. Well, you know what? The time for me is not to focus on love right now. That's how I feel. 
But when I'm ready, I'm going to be out there going on many dates. I'm telling you, I'm going to be going on two, three dates a week. Okay. Maybe this summer, maybe next year, but right now, just not the time. Okay. Okay. I just feel like you're like a therapist in a lot of ways too. I am. I mean, I, I mean, I do a lot like with people, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's everything from like, just like giving them communication scripts and pumping, like it's from like the, the top of like, here's a script to like the, like we're getting in deep, we're healing stuff. I mean, we go like all the way around. Yeah. (laughs) And I I know you talk about like manifestation, meditation, codependent relationships, confidence, protecting your energy. Like you kind of balance every, you kind of talk about all like human relationships. Do you have like a topic that you really like talking about with a client the most? Uh, I mean, I love helping people like heal their emotional stuff, you know, like, I feel like that's my job. I try and do it. Like, I don't know if I'm the best at it, but I try and like, cause I know sometimes this stuff is like really, really deep, you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like I'm always just trying to like find a way to make it interesting and or entertaining and like, come on, come here. Like, let's do this stuff. But I love like when, when I love when a person shifts from like feeling like they can't have love to knowing they can have it from feeling like I'm not worth it to feeling like, God, like anybody would be lucky to be with me. Like I love seeing that shift and how people feel about themselves. Cause I know like once they're there, they're going to find love no matter what. And the relationship is going to be great. Um, so that's the thing for me is like changing how you feel about yourself. That's what I've always wanted for everybody that comes my yeah. way. I'm happy though. I'm happy for the babies. I'm happy for the mm-hmm. relationships. Like I'm happy for all that stuff too. Yeah. That must be so rewarding to kind of see somebody that you coached with, coached or worked with for a while, like finally get that happy, happily ever after that they kind of came to you for in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I'll be scrolling. I'll sit there and I'll scroll and I'll be like, see a picture of my client with her man or this or that. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm you happy. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's kind of change gears a little bit. Let's talk about reality TV dating. This mm-hmm. is a little bit of your expertise and my expertise. Yes. Um, now I actually did watch um, part of your interview with too hot to handles Chloe mm-hmm. um, this morning. What did you think of like the concept of too hot to handle? Did you watch the show? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's very interesting. I, I feel for Chloe because like, it is like when you go on a show like that and then you're trying to date after it's very, very difficult because people are seeing you in a certain way. So that's what I'm thinking about. It's like, and I work with other, some other girls in the show, uh, another girl in the show too. It's like, uh, it's people are going to think of you in a certain way. If you're like, it's like, if your Instagram has all of your only fans, is that all of you? No, I know yeah. that. You know what I mean? But sometimes people don't think that. So I think that's really interesting. Um, I thought it was an interesting show. I mean, I, I, it, did, it didn't seem like it was designed to help people ultimately find love at the end of the day. Yeah. I think so. it was just designed <laughs> to refrain people from having sex. And they got the most sexually active people that they could find and just put them on an island. It kind of felt, or not an island, a hotel, whatever. It kind of felt um, the concept didn't, I don't know. It was a good show, I think, because the cast members were really interesting. But the concept was just like meh to me. Um, And they are going to get a season two, which is coming out in a few weeks. Do you know anything about what season two would be like or what? No, I don't. I mean, I think it's it's not like you don't go on that show if you're trying to find love. Like, I think it's good to make people famous, you know, (laughs) but not. But not to find love, you know, that's what I loved about like love is blind. Like I know not everybody found love, but like, I, I mean, I like, I like the shows with the drama, but I also like the shows where people are actually like finding love. I mean, it's a balance, right? Cause you want the drama. Yeah. You want <laughs> both. I also, like, want people to find love at the end of the day. So, but Chloe's like such a sweetheart and she really, 
she really deserves love, but she's such a great example. Like people will look at her and be like, oh my God, well, she's so beautiful and she's so skinny and she's famous. So like, of course her love life is easy. And it's actually like, in a lot of ways it's harder, you know? Why is it harder to find love when you're famous or on reality TV? Because people have a, so people, first of all, do this with people on TV. They create their perception in their mind of what that person is. And then if you are not like that, they get mad because they don't want the picture in their mind to change, right? Of like who they think you are. So there's, they have to deal with that. Like people perceiving them in a certain way. They have to deal with people wanting them just because of their fame, not knowing people's true intentions. They have to deal with like one of my clients, um, she had to deal like her, her man who is not famous, but people were commenting on his appearance and like the blogs and the us magazine and stuff. And like, that's just something that people, normal people don't have to deal with. So, and like the, the, they're more insecure about their appearance because like you're on television, you know? So, so I don't get mad at any of like the housewives, like all, they all do the surgery. It's like, of course, if you're on TV, (laughs) like you're going to get that stuff done, you know? So there's way more pressure. It depends. Way harder. Because I feel like if you show who you are on TV and you are showing who you are and being authentic on your social media as well, then there creates less of the expectation because then people know who you are because you just say who you are, right? Yeah, I mean, it could go the other way too, for sure. Because of editing? Yeah. So you never know. Like um, I was just, so there's, um, I don't know if you watch Indian matchmaking, but one of the women in the show, Aparna, was really edited in a way where it was like, you know, she's just like the strong woman who can't like, no man's going to want to be with her. And she's not really like that in reality. Like she's a lot softer and very like forgiving and accepting. And she got a really bad edit, you know? And so she was telling me what she's finding now is like people are either they're expecting her to be like that on the show or, and so it depends. It depends how you're edited for sure. Other people, like I just interviewed Rachel Riley from Big Brother for my podcast, and she feels like she was shown as who she is, you know? I love, I, <laughs> so. honestly, I love her so much. I remember watching her when I was a kid. My mom like could not stand her because of like her personality. I mean, she is someone that you either love or you hate. Mm-hmm. I love people who are crazy. Like, I love it. We're on reality TV, off reality TV. If you have that kind of personality, I'm immediately drawn in. And she actually found someone on the show, Brendan, who was like pretty normal. Yeah, but yes, but, and she shared with me on my podcast, I haven't released it yet, but she was, I mean, this is not like news, but she was talking about it, how like there was a scandal with like, he was talking to other women and like, I I appreciated that she shared that on the podcast. Like I was asking her about, you know, how she found love on TV and she also shared that part too. And so it's like the realness, right? Like, Mm. like we always fall in love with the people on TV that are like the most, the most real for sure. Yeah, the most real. And sometimes the person that's the most real comes off the most crazy. Um, But what do you think about reality TV dating as a whole? Do you recommend it for people? Like, do you actually think it's a genuine way to find love? Or is it really just a bunch of clout chasers looking for an opportunity to go on TV? Uh, Well, I think you can be a clout chaser and you can be somebody that is also going to be great in relationship for somebody. Like, I think people like are so like anti people who seek fame. And I think it's because they're jealous and think that they couldn't ever be mm. famous. So I think everybody wants like, to be famous. Yeah. There's like that whole thing too, uh-huh. where it's like, 
You shouldn't seek fame. Okay, should you seek fame to fill a void within yourself? Well, we've all seen how that goes, right? It's not gonna fill the void within you, but should you seek fame either because you want it or because you have a platform? Like there's so many reasons to like seek fame that can actually be helpful. So like, it's like- And entertaining. Yeah, so like, I don't like, I don't really judge people who seek fame, first of all. And I think somebody seeking fame can also be a great partner, but it's kind of like anything. It's like, does it work for everybody? No, if you look at like Married at First Sight or any of the shows, like some couples- It works. Some couples, it, it, it doesn't work. I mean, like The Bachelor, I know they always say like the process works. That one seems when? to be so When has it worked? It doesn't like work for most people, you know, but yeah. some of them work. Some of the Married at First Sight couples are still still together, you know, so. Yeah. And I feel like we see a lot of reality stars date other reality stars after the show. Do you think that's just because they get it or because it's just easier? Yeah, I think it's because they get it. It's the same with celebrities, like the higher celebrities just date. But then don't you feel like your pool of dating, it just becomes so much smaller? Yeah, that's why it's hard for them. So then are you only dating someone because of who they are and like, because they get that part of you and less because you're actually in love with them? And that's why we see these couples break up all the time. Is that well, like- the goal, actually- Yeah, the goal is to have both, but like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think um, it takes a lot to understand the world of somebody famous. And so not everybody's down for that. Not everybody's down to be in the public eye or to be like second and like, okay, I hold my bag while they're taking pictures of me or, or whatever. Like yeah. you gotta not have a lot of ego if you're gonna be with somebody who's really famous and you're not gonna be, you know, fame. I mean, I just saw Anna Faris was talking about how she and Chris Pratt, like she, they, she was in competition with him in the relationship, you know what I mean? And so like, she couldn't get her ego in check. He can get his ego in check and they got a divorce. I'm sure there's other reasons, but she was saying that that was one of the big reasons is that like she was in competition with him and that he, he became more, she was more famous when they first started. He became more famous then and her ego got got hit so but that is all it, I feel like it's also the same that problem could be the same in um, relationships that aren't famous too when it just comes down to success or the amount of friends you have um mm-hmm. so I don't really I feel like fame maybe just like exaggerates that and makes things a lot bigger but I think when it comes down to in every relationship you need to just feel comfortable and equal with your partner and it's not a competition yeah or be okay like they're gonna shine sometimes you're gonna shine but that happens in that happens in normal relationships too <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> it's just more fun to talk about famous people. Yeah, it is more but, magnified though. You know, it's more it's more magnified if you have a life in the public eye. Yeah. Um. So I know you said you watched the past couple of seasons of The Bachelor. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of go through the past few couples that clearly have broken yeah. up and kind of maybe to discuss from your perspective, from my perspective, what went wrong and um, a little bit about that. So why don't we just kind of start with Matt and Rachel? They're the most previous. Um, mm-hmm. For people that don't know, Matt ended up breaking up with Rachel on After the Final Rose. He never proposed to her. The reason he broke up with her is because she, he wants to give her the time to do the work. That was kind of the excuse that he gave her or the reason he gave her, because we don't, I don't want to say it's an excuse. What were your kind of thoughts on that relationship? Do you oh. think it could have worked out? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I actually thought like they were as much as they could be in love. I think they were in love, but what Matt really said was he said, because I think he would have stayed with her even with the racist comments, but he said that when he came to her, she didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was the thing. I think if she would have been like, like if she wouldn't have defended herself or whatever, he would have probably stayed with her, but her comments made him feel like no one's going to understand him. And he's a lone wolf, which I think he already felt like that, but like the comments just triggered that within him. And that was really the thing that, that had him turn the tide. And then poor girl, Rachel, I'm not excusing her comments or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but 
She looked, um, after the final row, she looked desperate. so remorseful. She looked like, kind of desperate though. Yeah, and she just, she, she was like, it's like, I could tell I've been in that place where you're like, you think you're never gonna find love again. And you're like, you're gonna be ruined for the rest of your life. Like, that's how she feels about him, you know? And she's also like, it's like, she's young. I mean, I did that when I was 23, you know, with my first love. And I thought I was never gonna find anyone again. And it's, it feels so real, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I felt for her. I but feel like that, she kind of uh, lied a little bit though, after the show, she wasn't honest about a lot of things. What, what, what things? Rachel, I think that she wasn't honest about her past with Matt after mm -hmm. the show. So when you just said that he said that she said that she didn't understand whatever, I feel like she was might have been playing dumb a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like she kind of just, just so she can kind of excuse her behavior. I feel like if she like you said, if she was super honest about everything from the get go, he could have stayed with her and she could have looked a lot better. Um, but I also do believe that she has put the, a little bit of, she has put effort into making a change and trying to understand and educate herself. But like Matt said, he can't be with her until he truly feels like she did, does that. So do you think they'll ever get back together? I don't think so, because I think that Matt is going to shut down even more. I think he was already oh, shut down. He deleted all his Instagram posts. Yeah. And he's like, he put that one thing about therapy. So I think that he already, Matt already had a perspective that he's going to be hurt in love. And then that's exactly what happened. So now it's like, see, see, I shouldn't have opened myself up. So I think he's oh going to be God. close for a long time. Even if he's oh. with somebody, that person's not going to get all of him for a long time, I think, because he doesn't, he doesn't feel safe to risk. You could see that the whole episode though. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah. feel safe enough. So I don't think but so. Do you think that is because, you know, we kind of saw his dad on the show and his family life play out. Do you think that has anything to do with it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's internalized his mom's struggle mm. and he just thinks that like, if I'm in, the, if I don't find the, if I don't find the perfect person and make sure everything's okay mm. first, I might get in a bad situation like my mom. And so he's like trying to, he's, that's why he couldn't propose. Right. Cause yeah. he didn't know. So he needs, he needs time to heal. He needs time to open up again. And he you know, needs therapy. He does need therapy. He's also like, it's like, I think that I wish Bachelor would cast more people in their like late thirties as well. Like, because I feel like okay. he's so young. Like, do I don't know. I mean, I'm from New York. I got married when I was 32. I'm like a New Yorker. And I felt like that was kind of even young a little bit, you know, like are people like an average age to get married. I feel like 28 to like 35 is like a good age after you kind of establish yourself and your career but any age you can get married at any age it's really just about when you find the right person yeah he needs he needs more emotional maturity you know but I feel like they should have they need to cast bachelors who are actually ready for love like they almost set him up in a way because I think that they obviously just wanted to fill that black bachelor void mm -hmm. and just like find somebody but they almost like set him up in a way because he was so damaged from his parents and his family like that's not this isn't the show that he should have went on Mm -mm, mm -mm. he should have gone on like like a couple's therapy show or like a, whatever else like um, yeah he's on my future show whenever that comes out <laughs> well, I want to ask you about I wanted to kind of ask you I want to get to a couple other couples after but a um, marriage boot camp there's couples therapy I feel like you need to be on one of those types of shows have you ever seen a marriage boot camp or anything like that in the marriage boot camp but I've heard about it you know like but yes I do need to be on one of those shows we're we're working on that who knows like with tv it's yeah. like you never know when things are going to hit but definitely like that's a goal of mine is to be not an expert on one of these shows but also I have my own shows that yeah you know, so why don't you tell me so tell me what your ideal show is you would get um, um, reality stars celebrities just people yeah. who 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working with all those people. Like, I don't want to show about me, just to be clear. Like, I'd rather be the expert that's helping other people, like, mm-hmm. not like, necessarily about yeah. me. Um, but yeah, like, you know, like on, on, on all these shows, like on Married at First Sight, where they have like the experts, yeah. I you know, or like, I heard that love is blind was going to, I don't know if they are like, was going to bring in someone like, that's really where I want to be is like coaching those people to make better choices. They might still like not find love on TV, but I want to be helping them in that moment, coaching them in that moment for sure. Okay. I mean, I know that when I get heartbroken, I'm coming right to you. Yeah. 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 Uh For sure. For sure. Cause (laughs) it's going to happen. Um, what about Claire and Dale? Now they kind of got, back together they've been spotted <laughs> together what are your thoughts on the thirstiest couple in bachelor nation oops i said it i can't i can't like i just can't like okay so first of all it, it is very 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 clear that dale has some shady stuff going on i'm not saying it's, yeah he I'm not listen you can be a good person and you can also have wounding that makes you somewhat shady sometimes mm-hmm. and i think that's what we're seeing with him is he the devil no. no is he able to do some nice things but the thing that bothered me is the whole time claire kept being like he's showing up for me it's like he gave you a hug like <laughs> her standards for a guy showing up for her yeah. are so low that he has to do the bare minimum and because he's hot she's thinking he's like the best thing ever i think she's in a difficult position i feel like okay if you were on so many shows you didn't find love then you're the lead of course you're gonna want to find love because you don't want people to think like there's something wrong with you you know so i feel for her she's still going on if she's gonna go on these shows continuously she's going on because she's hoping it works at this point she's not going on for fame anymore she already had that yeah so So she's the one that needs the counseling not dale yeah. I mean, yeah, she like, you know, I would like, to, I would like love to just like coach her and help her, but she like, if she's going to stay with him, there needs to be very clear communication about what she needs from him. Not just like, Oh my God, I'm so happy to be with him. And I'm back with him. Like she needs to raise her standards so much more and see if he shows up because he does nothing like I, or I, I'll say I've never seen him do anything exceptional if he was a five six not attractive guy and he was doing the same exact things she would never even talk to him you know what I mean like she's just blinded by it, hotness it, it's crazy to me and there was like this huge fight with Yosef and Claire um on that um episode mm-hmm. and whatever and he brought up you're the oldest bachelorette ever which I think was inappropriate um and he knows that I have, I've talked to him but there, he kind of brought it up as like, you were the oldest bachelorette ever, and yet you're acting like the youngest because you're still yeah, prioritizing yeah. looks over everything else. So how, when do people like, is it just maturity? Is it just like, no, what no, is because, it? No, because I have worked with plenty of clients in their 50s, even 60s. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you have to get to a point where you stop. I think yeah. Claire's still in this pattern of wanting the hot guy to choose her. So she feels validated. She still has like, you know, her father stuff. And it's yeah. not, let's just say it's, I, I, what I respect is that she's a person who tries to be positive and all that. But I think that if she yeah, were more in this area, yeah, she wouldn't have chosen Dale or she would have given the other guys a chance. Like who's the one that was like crying over her and like so upset he couldn't connect Jason. with Tisha. Yeah, like I'm not saying it would have been the one for her, but like Blake or like she should have given them more of a. Do you think she? Do you think she should have stuck it out though? I think she should have given the other guys more of a chance instead of leaving after two weeks. Yeah, but I also think part of the reason she left is because her season was so postponed with COVID. 
that that played a factor into it as well, that she was so over it before she even got there. And her men were released six months before she met them, but it never happens on The Bachelor. So she almost already like had this image of Dale yeah. in her mind, which I think we always do. Sometimes we see a picture of someone and, and then we're like, oh my God, I'm, that's the one. But like what? Like I looked at his, so this is the thing that I'm saying, other than he's hot, what? Because I looked at his social media too. And I'm like, this just looks like a guy who's trying to be a model. Like, but what is it that makes you look at that other than hotness, you know, yeah. and say, oh, this is, this is my husband. I mean, it's good because Taysha got to come on and like, I, I really like watching Taysha. So yeah, I love Taysha. I'm glad <laughs> in that sense, but I just hope for Clara that she, if, if Dale is really not going to give her what she wants, which is marriage and babies, That's all she quickly, wants, she needs to get out of there because you know, she is 39. Yes, she can have babies, hopefully in her 40s. But you don't want it when you're that old, that I don't think 39 is old. But when you're that age, you shouldn't be wasting your time with people. And the thing is, is that Dale, okay, according to how it was reported, mm. he came out and broke up with her and jumped the gun. Like, so yeah, like and that, he went on paparazzi, yeah. like a couple of days later, like kind of talking trash about her. So I was shocked that she would even take him back. And then he is just like contradicting himself. And like, it makes him look so fame hungry to even just get back with her. And I didn't know if it was a publicity stunt or not, but mm -hmm. then I saw um, a video on TikTok of them spotted in New York city and they're trying to be low key in New York city. So now I'm like, all right, they're actually hanging out and want to be low key. Cause that Florida paparazzi thing, no. they were trying to get attention. Okay. Okay. Oh, Claire, you know what? It was just like, we had too many eyes on our relationship uh -huh. and I just got freaked out and I think if we could just like you know be being quiet and be in public it would all work out like he he no no so how I mean, long are they gonna last or are they still even do they already break up for the second time I don't think they already broke up I think she'll stick it out with him for a while and I think that it like hopefully if she gets to the point where she realizes he's not gonna really marry me or give me babies mm -hmm. Um, now it could go the other way. We, he could just realize this is his ticket and he could get on board because he mm -hmm. wants, you know, that yeah. so much. So he could do it. Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just, I, I hope that she gets what she wants at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, they're so exhausting to talk about. So let's talk about Tasha because she's such a breath Aww. of fresh air. Do you think her and Zach are meant to be? Um, I like them both, but I don't see it. I okay so I first of all I really like I was like rooting for Brendan the whole season until really I was team Zach oh no I like Brendan so much um because I felt like they had like that connection from the beginning but the thing is is that Brendan's really like a small town that was like and Tasha's like fame like she not that she's fame hungry but she's like a star she wants to yeah she wants to shine and work in entertainment and she's good at it so I think that Zach and Tasha have a lot of compatibility. I just feel like they're going to fight. The bickering and the fighting is going to become more and more and more. I feel like Zach has done a lot of work on himself. However, I just always felt with Zach like this, like this feeling that I have of like, not that he's going to go be an addict again, but like I feel like I could see him just sitting there and like brooding about like getting irritated or annoyed and then Tasha just like okay let me like try and make it better like she's very uh -huh. positive and like that could not be what's happening but I just feel like I don't know I always felt like I, I don't want to like say it in a bad way but like like a 
like a, a screw needs to be a little bit tighter on Zach and it might unravel and then like it might it might cause issues you know I also think yeah. I love Tasha, but I do think that she has this thing of like presenting in a very certain way and so what I didn't see on her season was like like I know she was upset about the divorce but I what I didn't see was what was on her end that caused the relationship not to work, you know? Because yeah. she's very good at presenting herself. I feel like people in California do that. I hate to generalize, but like she grew up in California and I'm I'm from New York. Where are you, where'd you, where are you from? New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like moving here, I've been here a year and a half. I've noticed just a little bit more of the superficialness that happens here from within, from this cover-up, from this present, from this yeah. fake nice thing. That, and I'm not saying everyone does it that's from here, but there is just that element of people on the West Coast or in California that do that. And I feel like she grew up in Orange County and that's just how yeah. they're raised to act. To just really yeah. keep that smile on all the time. Yeah, so we don't know. We don't know. Like, we don't know what her ex would say about what's what are the things that he didn't like about her behavior. But that's a whole like missing piece of the puzzle that we don't know how it's going to interact with Zach's like wounds. I think that Zach is going to be happy for her, but I think that if she, if everybody wants a piece of her and he's not getting as much attention from her, I do feel like that's going to cause an issue. I feel I mean, like he's been a everywhere. She has been on in Vogue magazine, on Harper's Bazaar. She's been on all these entertainment outlets, and now she's hosting the next season of The Bachelorette while he's going to be in New York. And she's a star. I mean, she's she a, a bright, star. shining star. And so she needs to be with somebody that can really be okay in that, you know, energy. Yeah. So you only been watching The Bachelor a couple of years. I would think as someone who's so invested in love coaching and you said you love drama, why did it take you so long to get into The Bachelor? I just didn't want to. Like, I just was like resisting it and resisting it. And then like, I just like, for me, like if I'm like, sometimes I get very activated by these shows. And if I watch them at night, my mind is like racing and I can't sleep. So I feel like I was like, okay, do I like, do I watch it during the day? Do I watch it at night? And it's so long. And I just, so long. I don't know. It, it just was like so long. Oh my God. I've been watching for like over 10 years, but it's just gotten so long. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, they could do an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't do it for that. And then I had to comment on it for media and stuff. So then I started watching it and then I was like, okay. And now like I see it and now I'm hooked and yeah. I'm going to watch Katie's season. And, oh, you know, perfect. Like, so we're, I'll have you back on here next season. Yeah. And we'll, I'm we'll so excited it. for that. The, to me, the bachelorette is way more interesting than the bachelor, you know? So I like The Bachelor because I love seeing the women fight <laughs> because yeah. I love how I love housewives as well. Um, but then I like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, because I love to see a bunch of hot men on my screen. <laughs> yeah, so I like both. And Bachelor in Paradise <laughs> is like best of both worlds. But you yeah. also said you watch some of the housewives. Which ones are you watching or have you yeah. watched? So I really like um, Beverly Hills. I like New York. I like Potomac. Sometimes I'll watch Atlanta. Sometimes I won't. I haven't watched like every single one. The only one that I like, I haven't watched new jersey i was just talking with someone about this um and i was like okay uh because he's never watched potomac and jersey's and, my and favorite like, who jersey, jersey i yeah. I, I have to get on it like i have to get on the jersey it's so that's my goal um but i i mean i love new york well okay bethany left but then leah came in which i think is really great I love leah i love new york because i'm from new york and like it just was so good orange county i don't watch anymore i'm gonna go to orange county this weekend to do an uh, an event with um one of the former orange county housewives but which one people are Peggy, gonna wonder she was on one season yeah. yeah but um 
but I don't watch, I didn't watch like any of OC this season, you know, cause I just was like, I can't. That's okay. So, so which house, well, so which housewife do you want to bring into Nicole's love coach to the love works program? Which I, you did? Cause I'm going to, I have a pretty, like I have someone that I think. I would love to coach Kenya because oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> she thought she had the fairy tale and then Mark is like a, okay. I, he's, not, he's not, he's not good. Um, I, yeah. He is a narcissist. And I think that, um, she's really happy that she got the baby out of it, obviously. But I think mm-hmm. that he, I think it was way worse behind the scenes than they showed. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, even though like she throws a lot of shade and she does it for the cameras, I think she has a big heart and I want her to, I want her to find love. So I would love, I would love to help Kenya for sure. That's a good one. No, I, I can't stand Kenya. She's one of my least favorite housewives of all time. She infuriates me. Like, well, I get Kenya so more hair care. Like Kenya she, more <laughs> she on purpose, like she will on purpose. No, I know. I, and I, I know people like that in real life too. They just are antagonists. They know how to get a rise out of you. And I am like the type of, I'm like the quintessential person. If I was on Atlanta, like me and Kenya would be fighting. Cause like, it's, <laughs> it's almost easier to get a rise out of me. Cause I'm just like, I just, yeah. I'm like my emotions. I wear my face on my sleeve, but I was going to say that I think Leah Mob would be amazing for yes. you in your love. In your yes. love. I'm thinking like you need a love court. And Tinsley, like, oh my God, I feel Tinsley. so bad for Tinsley. Yeah. So she just, um, her and Scott just broke up. I did not see that coming. I I thought they were gonna get married and she was gonna be just like miserable but happy to be married, you know. I thought she would have had a baby. Yeah. That which is like that's a yeah. So I mean, at, do I think he's like the best partner? No, but I think her goal was just to get married and and have the baby. And so I would love to coach her, I mean, for sure, on her relationships. I'm trying to think like who else you you could use Teresa Judice, but she has a new boyfriend now. I guess she, I don't think she would even listen to you. No. Um, and you know, Erica Jane, but she like scares me because I would feel like I would say the wrong thing. And then she just. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you're in, um, you're in Los Angeles, right? So would you ever go on Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills housewives? Yeah, for sure. I mean, no, I wouldn't be a cast member, but I would go help them with their love life. Yeah. I don't think I'm like interesting enough, um, to be a cast member and I don't have fake boobs, but I would you go need fake on. Boobs, you need a fake <laughs> husband. Um, you, you need, need all of that. Yeah, I, I am very honest with myself that I could not even like look like that, how they look to be on that. And I would not be as interesting, but I would definitely like go on as a love coach for sure and help them. Mm-hmm. Well, did you, co- did you coach like Brandy Glanville? Because I saw that you, um, that she followed you. So I was wondering if you had any, like, what is Brandy like? I mean, no, 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 no. I, I have a lot of people following me. Um, no, I did not coach her. I've talked to her on DM, but I haven't coached her. Because she might need your help too, but I don't know if, what her if she's single or not what did you did you follow the Denise scandal last season with Brandy yes. and Denise what were your two cents on that I think she was actually telling the truth I really Brandy? like Denise, Denise yeah the Brandy I like okay. like Denise but I just okay here's what I I think the the like the way that Denise then went off into like I don't want my children around you it just seems so like she was trying to like she tried to change her image to somebody who like all of a sudden doesn't like doesn't want that, kids she was gaslighting that. Denise was gaslighting so I think Brandy was telling um the truth I think that maybe Brandy felt because Brandy was like I want to be a thruple with you guys I think maybe she felt very slighted and then there she was being like <laughs> vindictive but mm-hmm. I think she was telling the truth I think that 
why would you do that unless you were, you know what I mean? Like well, she wanted, Brandy wanted to get back on the show. Yeah. And yeah. that got her back on the show for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I just, the, the, how angry Denise was about everything. I just felt like, I felt like at least Brandy was telling the truth about them, like hooking up. You know what I mean? I think that that did happen. I think that they yeah. did um, hook up. But, you know, I like, I, I, from everything Denise showed on the show, like, I, I like her a lot. I just, I don't think Brandy was lying about having hooked up with Denise. Yeah. I really liked Denise and I really liked Brandy too. I'm excited for Beverly Hills to come back. The New York trailer just dropped yesterday. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. Yes. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I don't know how it's going to be. Like, I feel like last season was so much about like Leah being crazy and drunk. So I'm interested to see what happens like now that she's sober and throwing a new cast member in the mix. So And Dorinda's gone. Tinsley's I gone. Know. I kind of think that New York is gearing up to the end. I kind of think it's going downhill a lot. Yeah, I mean, Dorinda was so good. I know she was so mean last season, but she was really good. I'm going to miss that for sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to um, let you head out, um, but I want to know, I want you to tell everyone where they could find you and like, if they're looking for a love coaching, just like a little bit um, so they know, draw them yeah. in. So come to my Instagram. I post reels there. I post lots of fun stuff there. I post all my press there. And um, yeah, I'm on, at Nicole Moore Love on Instagram. If you want quick love advice that's actually going to be helpful for you and make you feel stuff, as yeah. you said, maybe you'll feel good. Maybe you'll trigger a wound. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's going to be helpful to you. Go to my YouTube. It's everything yes. is Nicole Moore Love. My podcast is Love Works with Nicole Moore. I like do little episodes where I'm teaching about love, but I also interview reality stars mm-hmm. on my podcast um, to Love Works Method. Just Nicole Moore Love. If you type that everywhere, you're going to find Nicole all the Moore Love. And I will have Nicole's links down in the description below so you guys can find her. She is absolutely amazing. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Okay. That was my interview with celebrity love coach, Nicole Moore. That was so much fun. Um, I loved having a love coach on. I briefly talked about some of my love dating issues with Nicole during the podcast, but then I even talked to her a little bit more about my, about like that after we stopped recording. And I want to tell you guys, Nicole, she just feels so like safe like a home, like I just really trust her with her advice. And a lot of people like go online and like give advice, but when you actually like listen to the person that gives advice and you feel like they're coming from a good place and they're genuine and that they actually know what they're talking about, because there's a lot of people out there who will give fake advice. Nicole is not that Nicole is such a genuine, authentic, awesome person. And I love that she was able to kind of bring her love coaching into like my expertise, which is reality TV. Um, and we can kind of merge those two to create this awesome podcast. So definitely make sure you guys check out Nicole Moore. Um, I totally want to see Kenya Moore. Oh my God, they have the same last name. I want to see Kenya Moore get coached by Nicole in um, a future episode of The Real Houses of Atlanta because that was the best answer ever because I was thinking Leah, but I'm like, oh my God, Kenya needs to be coached by Nicole. Um, So guys, totally check Nicole out. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you so much. Yeah, we do have new merch that just dropped today on ZacharyReality.com. Just some awesome t-shirts with some awesome sayings. So if you guys want to check that out, um, feel free. And as always, you know, just leave us five stars and reviews and comments and likes or just anything to 
support the podcast and boost my clout, you know, cause that's kind of why we create, you know, these podcasts to begin with, um, also to inspire, educate and entertain people as well. But, um, as always guys, thanks for watching and I love you so much and have a great weekend and I'm out. Bye.